I do make a lot of shitty jokes on this podcast, but I try not to bunt very often. So <laughs> I feel like making a United Airlines joke right now is a bunt. Try not to bunt. <laughs> Yeah, that you got an S Classic? I found an S Classic in a store. That's awesome. Some people have been finding those. They've like they've like been popping up here and there. They're so weirdly <laughs> rare that you're like, yeah. are, oh, oh. are people just finding these? Right? I know. It's like one Because those... they can't be making them if they're releasing this few. <laughs> if they're releasing this few of them. Like are these returns right. that Nintendo is sending back? Right, something. Like, like is mine just a fucking refurb? It's just weird, isn't it? Like I don't know. It's very bizarre. You want that thing? Uh I would love to have the NES classic if you want to sell it. Like I might consider selling that thing. Just, I haven't opened it. It sat in my backpack for two days. Let me know. Let me know. I would love to buy that thing. Um, I was racing home the other day. It was in I forgot it was in my backpack when I went right. to work. I'm riding right. home. Right. And it's about to rain. And yeah. I'm like, eh, rain, whatever. Yeah. Oh shit, that NES classic's in my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my, uh, my coworker Kevin Malloy, uh, he, uh, brought his into the office and it was pretty, pretty nice. Uh, like the controller. Sat real close to the TV. Sat, I had to sit real close to the TV because... We actually uh, have those extensions, uh, at our store, so I might... Oh, yeah? There we go. That'd be okay. I, they, they come with extensions. Man, they love their peripherals. It's time for the Mirror Struck podcast! It actually doesn't come with extensions. It doesn't come with... No, Nintendo well, I mean, doesn't make them. Oh, Nintendo doesn't make them. Okay. It's only third parties. I think these are Nyko joints. Okay. Nyko. Nyko. Uh, they also, Nico. like, 8-Bitdo, uh, I think, is the one that's making yeah. the wireless ones. It, it's real sad because I was just about in my head to say, is it Mad Cats? And I learned a few weeks ago that they're dead! On this very <laughs> podcast... <laughs> like... That was so weird to me. I was like, oh my god, Mad Cats isn't a thing anymore. And it just like hit me like right then when we're talking about controllers and it's like Yeah. What's hilarious is that like anymore. I was in a GameStop the other day. Yeah. And there's collateral everywhere for the Tekken 7 fight sticks, and I'm right. like, Oh You're not still taking pre-orders, are these? <laughs> are you? Because those aren't gonna happen. Those aren't gonna happen ever. Uh this week on the Video Struck Podcast, we're gonna be talking Metal Gear. Yeah. The, the original Metal Gear, NES. Oh, eight uh, bit. I we'll be talking both versions of it, the MSX and the NES. Okay, sure, sure. Uh, we did, did we did do Metal Gear Solid on this podcast a while ago. Yeah, we, but that's this would be yeah solid for the PlayStation. Right. This is Metal Gear, Metal, Metal Gear, Gear, Metal Gear, like first eight one. bit Metal Gear. Yeah, exactly. Uh, old, old school Nintendo version, and also the S, the X, X two. Is that what it's called? Sold MSX two. MSX two. Uh, which was out for the... Was that for the... What was that for? Wait, what do you... I thought you were talking about the system that it was on. The, no, the no. MSX2 is the other... Oh, yeah, the MSX2 button. version. Yes, okay. Sorry. Yeah, and then yes. there was uh, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. Yeah, yeah. And then the shitty NES game was right. Snake's Revenge. Right. Uh, that's a game created by a um, little-known programmer. Uh, uh, Hideo Kojima... Uh, Hideo Kojima. Fond of leather jackets. Fond of leather jackets, that guy. And sunglasses. Um, real, real cool dude, that, uh, Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be talking about that, uh, towards the end of the show. But for right now, I think we're, we're gonna get into some news. Yeah, bit of news this week. Because Nintendo, moments ago, before recording this podcast, dropped their, uh, Nintendo Direct. Um, and thus, uh, announcements occurred for the 
for the Switch, the Nintendo Switch, and all yeah, that I, stuff. I watched this as of this recording. We uh, just went off a few minutes ago, right before you showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I chose to take my afternoon to sit down and uh, get a little uh, cooling air of the Nintendo mist. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of talked a little bit about specific release dates for Arms and Splatoon Two. Arms, uh, I'm blanking on the date for that one, but that's like May twelfth, I think it is. Yeah, and then Splatoon Two is August. 21st? Something which, like that. Which we discussed being weird, because it's something you'd pretty much want for the summer release, you'd think. So you'd think beginning of the summer, but... Well, they did announce new features for Splatoon 2 that make me feel better about that being a later game. I still feel like it's a missed opportunity, because you'd be smack dab in the middle of the summer with nobody else to fucking step on your shit. Yeah. You know, the Overwatch effect from last summer? Right, yeah. Like, Overwatch would have been successful no matter what. Right. That game was very successful because there was literally nothing else to play when it came out. Yeah, there was nothing around it other than the, um, uh, oh, what was Battleborn? That? Battleborn, yeah, which, uh, you know. Or as I like to call it, <laughs> shit show. <laughs> I don't mind Battleborn, but uh, it just, It's not good. It just, it wasn't anything special, I guess, is more You paid that, 60 bucks for, like, a bad horde mode with yeah. poor multiplayer. Yeah, like, it's just like... I, I like games with like diverse characters and diverse controls between you know uh, you know different types of characters like that. That's the kind of game that I enjoy. But yeah, just there wasn't much to the gameplay at all. It was you know shoot the things and make sure the things gets to the things and whatever. But I mean you know uh, Nintendo's got their uh, you know they got two pretty big multiplayer bangers mm-hmm. coming out this summer between yep. uh, Mario Kart Eight. Yeah. Uh, their deluxe edition. Mm. Um, they did make a cool uh, note about that, that uh, Nintendo says that you'll have more characters, carts, and tracks unlocked from the beginning than any other Mario Kart game. Yeah. Which it makes me inclined to think that everything from base game, non-DLC, Mario Kart 8 will probably be unlocked from the start, so you can do the 150cc and all that right. stuff uh, for the beginning and access all the upgrades that you would have got along on the way. Right. Uh, and then... Uh, you know, all the locked content will be the DLC that was available for Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U, and then all the Splatoon new stuff. Right. Um, I'm I'm perplexed as to why they're so like uh, why they're not just anxious. They're so not anxious to call it Mario Kart 9 and just make it because it is a yeah I know, but it's just like why not just make a new one? Like I I, I, I here's the thing is that like it's way less work. It's true because they don't have to. Yeah. Because most people. Didn't own a Wii U. Yeah, that's true. And never played that one. That's a good point, yeah. Or owned it, didn't buy the DLC, or owned it and did buy the DLC, and they're just Nintendo faithful, and they're like, well, I can take it on the go. That's true. Like, you know, yeah. I've even considered, like, if in April, if there's nothing fucking going on, <laughs> I might play Mario Kart 8 again. Yeah. I liked it. My if you go back again. to the podcast when that thing came yeah, out. That was a, that was a very it, enjoyable game. It fell off pretty quick for me as far as the multiplayer goes. Sure. But I have more friends now that have Switches than I ever did. Mm-hmm. Uh, friends that had Wii U's. Wii U's so yeah. a bunch of people I knew wanted to get into battle sure. mode and stuff like that. With, I can get down with it. With proper battle mode in arenas as well. Yeah, so I, they still haven't shown any of that stuff. But, they haven't. You know, uh, I mean, as long as I can just drive on top of a big GameCube, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> top of a big GameCube. That's best go. level in that poor one. Mario Kart game. It's a good one. I like that one. Uh, but yeah, so uh, next down the list, uh, uh, Ultra. Street Fighter 2, May 26th. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to include that HD graphics option that has the uh, the 3D characters mm-hmm. uh, and then like 3D accentuated 2D backgrounds. Yeah. Uh, and also has that crazy first person mode thing. Yeah, I've been that, hearing about it, this. It made what? it look like 
Dragon Ball Tenkaichi? Right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever. It's uh, sure. No matter what, you're gonna get granted. Street Fighter Two, uh, Street Fighter Two HD Remix. Right. For the 360 and PS3 back when it came out was 15 bucks, and this is a 40 dollar package. Mm-hmm. It's got a couple of new characters in it. There's some new modes and stuff in here, and it's online enabled. So no matter what. Even if you're overpaying for it, like this fucking luxury tax that they keep putting on <laughs> yeah. fucking Switch games, mm-hmm. but you're paying 40 bucks for what I still consider to be top three greatest fighting game of all time. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, and I was one of the people who actually really liked that HD remix. A lot of people thought that that art was like blasphemous, mm. but you could totally turn that stuff off and right. you just got regular Street right. Fighter 2 Turbo. Sure. Um, With the pixel art and everything, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, instead of the like more blaze bluey mm. kind of thing. Yeah. The the real big issue with uh, uh, Street Fighter 2 HD Remix back when it came out was the fact that they had all this amazing art, but they wanted to keep all the hitboxes accurate and all the animations accurate to original, so... You had these characters who still moved like the Street Fighter 2 guys, right, but yeah. you were like, having that few frames of animation that's something that looked <laughs> that good, people found <laughs> off-putting. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I at a certain point, I'm just like, whatever. It, they did what they could. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, Evil Ryu and Violent Ken are going to be in that, so the... Yeah. Uh, the Juggalos are going to be there having, running, running with the hatchet. Having dropping their album. On yeah. That one, right? uh, so, so, you know, Twisted's <laughs> going to show up. Uh, Anybody Killer will be there. Anybody uh, who else do I know from the, uh, from the psychopathic, from psychopathic records? Psychopathic records, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think I'm out, but yeah. uh, uh, Minecraft, May 11th? Yeah, Minecraft. Uh, but a Switch. I think that's a good get. You shouldn't be surprised, but more Neo Geo stuff is going to make its way to the Switch, uh, yeah. starting with Samurai Showdown. Samurai Showdown! Since somebody opened the door with Windjammers, maybe you can put that on there. Put some Windjammers on the Switch. That'd Think about this way. Ever. I found a way where I could be talked into busting Joy-Cons off of my uh, fucking Switch, yes. handing one to somebody, if I could play some goddamn Windjammers. It's true. It's true, because it's not a complicated game. Oh, you're good at Windjammers? Let's prove this let's, shit on the street. Let's prove this on the street. Get my Switch. <laughs> Son. Bitch. Get my Switch. Uh, so, yeah, Sonic Forces. Yeah. Uh, that trailer uh, came out uh, about a month, month and a half ago now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they showed the first gameplay stuff of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonic Forces is just Sonic Generations 2. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a 3D Sonic game and a 2D Sonic game all in what one thing. So right. you've got your side-scrolling levels, you get your 3D levels. Yeah. I assume that j- because they actually show 2D Sonic in there as a character. Right. Probably... I think they're going to be discrete levels. I don't think you're going to be busting back and forth in the same level between 2D and 3D. Sure. Probably for the fast. I mean, like, you know, Nier Automata showed that you can do stuff like that and have it be done well, but right. it takes a very artful quality to, to make that work. Yeah. Uh, that stuff in Nier Automata could have gone real bad. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't. Because they were they, smart. They did good. If there's one thing that Sega hasn't proven recently, it's that they're <laughs> smart. Uh, yeah. Sonic. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I, didn't, I just didn't realize that Nier was a, was a whole series when you mentioned Nier Automata. Yeah. I didn't know that Nier was a whole thing. It's part of the Drakengard series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The original Nier for the PS3 and yeah. 360. I, I looked that up and I was just like, oh, yeah, I remember Nier. I just, just didn't, you know, Nier Well, because Automata, this is like thousands of yeah. years after right. Nier, and yeah. Nier was thousands of years after Drakengard. Right, yeah. So that's so. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you're just watching the slow death of this planet. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right, then. Uh, much like our planet. Much like ours. <laughs> Except it's happening like a week at a time. I'm like, <laughs> huh. 
Airlines, huh? Yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Airlines, ah, whatever. That's a that's a dated reference already, I think. Is it dated? I don't know. No, I think you come back to that in three months and they're like, oh, they were making airline jokes? Like, yeah, all right. Well, it did happen on a flight to our town, so that's fair. we're getting a lot of it. <laughs> if there's one thing, like, I do make a lot of shitty jokes on this podcast, but I try not to bunt very often, so I feel like making a United Airlines joke right now is a bunt. Try not to bunt! <laughs> that's the best term for easy joke ever. <laughs> but uh bunt this one yeah. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump, am I right? Ah, I got it. <laughs> Somebody make a Cheetos joke <laughs> in here? Oh, I did it. All right. Uh, Sorry, yeah, move on. Yeah, I, and that once again has zero reflection on any of my political true. affiliations just, just, whatsoever. I'm just saying those jokes are too fucking it's easy. It's too easy. It's too easy. I agree. <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, every time I heard somebody make a George Bush's dumb joke. Right. I'm like, yeah, it's like, well. Yeah, I fucking get it. He's not a very good talker. <laughs> Maybe we should have thought about that before we voted for this guy. But uh, All right, so. So, uh, the next game, Sonic Mania, mm-hmm. they still refuse to say a day on that. Hmm, okay. Just saying summer? I mean, you know, it's Sega, so... If they're not careful, it, I, though, the problem is there's some good chiptune music in the trailer for this oh, yeah? thing. Uh, the problem they're going to run into, if you put Sonic Mania too close to Sonic Forces... Right. You know, and you're hitting it on the same platform, the same demographic, the same users. Yeah. Because, like, Sonic Forces and Sonic Mania exist on everything. Right. So I just, you know, put one good Sonic (laughs) game out there before you're just like, hey, we're going to roll the dice with two that seem good. Right, yeah, this seems all right. Uh, Because I think Sonic Forces seems good. Yeah. But, like, you know, good for a Sonic game. Like, not... Yeah, exactly. It's just, like... It's no, not Shovel Knight. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's no it's no groundbreaker, especially when it comes to Sonic games, but whatever. You know. I, I noticed that maybe that's part of the Nindies thing, but yeah. I noticed they don't mention that uh, Capcom collection in here. Yeah. I hope that'll come over. I'd like to play yeah. DuckTales 2. That'd be all right, yeah. That'd uh, be great. That'd be great. But, yeah, a game called Project Makura... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about that. It's an eShop game. Uh, God, I, I know I saw this in the thing, but like maybe that was when I was feeding my dog. <laughs> um, Fate Extella, that's a game that exists on PS4. I think it also exists on Vita. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming out July 25th. Uh, Disgaea 5 complete, May 23rd. Um, I know Disgaea 5 is not new. Yeah. But I also know there's a very good chance that you probably haven't played it. Yeah. And once again... Nintendo's Switch platform is home to a fucking massive video game. Long form game. Yeah, like, and you think like portable games, I usually think like, you know, a little bite sized thing. Like, oh, you got a level of box boy? Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, box boy? Maybe I'll take another level of box boy. Mm -hmm. Maybe some snipper clips. Oh, yeah. It's delicious. It almost vanishes in your mouth. Right? Yeah, but no, not these. Not these. (laughs) There's a guy that used to work at Giant Bomb named uh, Matt Kessler. Uh, who doesn't eat fruit? Uh, he recently ate a banana and described it as eating a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> what? He said he put it in his mouth and then it just kind of disappeared. disappeared. He didn't chew it; what? it just disappeared. Who doesn't eat fruit? That's just I don't know. He's a weird guy. <laughs> he works for Sony now, so that should explain. Something. Okay, that probably explains. Puyo Puyo Tetris. Uh, big thing about that: that game actually comes out in a couple of weeks. Right. Uh, the bigger announcement about that is that the demo for that game is available in the Nintendo eShop right now. Yeah, Tetris uh, game. 
Yeah, and Puyo Puyo Tetris is awesome. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, have we talked about Puyo Puyo uh, Tetris? I think we have, but go ahead, yeah. All right, so Puyo Puyo is yeah. a puzzle series. Right. Tetris is a puzzle it's series. puzzle series. So and this game is built for online play or split-screen play. Right. Where I'll be playing Puyo Puyo. Yes. You'll be playing Tetris. Yes. When I bust my Puyo Puyo, I'm throwing <laughs> uh, pieces at you pieces at me. that you can't break. Right, but if I hit a Tetris... Doing the same you're, yours. you're throwing Tetris pieces at yeah, me yeah. that I can't break. Right. So I can basically just disrupt your entire video game. <laughs> yeah. And make your game like unwinnable. Unwinnable. Uh, so it's yeah. real cool. Yeah. Uh, that game has a story mode that has a shitload of like ridiculous anime cutscenes in it. Right. Yeah. And tells. Uh, granted, it's I don't a- know how wild the story gets because I, I saw this all in Japanese. Right. But fuck. <laughs> But it's good. That's some weird anime. Uh, but yeah, uh, Monopoly. Yeah, uh, Ubisoft is releasing a new 3D uh, board game, Monopoly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, you know what you're gonna get with that. Yeah. But uh, you know, considering Switch is a big family platform will, thing. Will we have the shoe in the thumbnail? or Will it be the new things? Because Monopoly recently released new figurines for their. Uh, they got rid of the thimble. They got rid of the thimble. People, they said that this, the thimble was not recognizable to as an actual object, and I was like. But people know about the thimble in Monopoly. It's like, well, people don't know what a thimble is. Like, people who Wait, they got rid of the boot, too? Yeah, they got rid of the boot. Like, it's people like, don't recognize yeah, boots I don't anymore? Know. Yeah, it's like, they just, I think it was like a whole new slew. They were just like, yeah, we're going to revamp our, uh, our, our usage here. And it's all different stuff. There's like a T-Rex now and... Like, I don't know. Yeah, current references. Yeah, current references. Stuff that people really get. Yeah, we, we've got we've got a cell phone, and we've got a T-Rex. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird to me. So, yeah. Oh, they're letting people pick them. I apologize. So, apparently, there's, like, some big uh, thing to, Great. to pick the new uh, pieces. And I'm excited. So. Can you tell how excited I am? Yeah, it's crazy. There's sunglasses, a new shoe that's more like a sneaker, uh, a boot, uh, let's there already was a boot, <laughs> but it was like it's like a it's like a it's like a, a, a Robin Hood boot. That's what the, that's what the old one is. But this one's like more like a, a boot, like a man's boot, I would assume, or like a Doc Martin. Who didn't look at that and go like, "Well, that's obviously a metal shoe." A <laughs> uh, cowboy hat. That one's pretty okay. I don't mind that one. Well, instead of top hat. Uh, yeah, instead of top hat, it's a cowboy hat. Um, All right, that's fine. Camera, uh, which is dated. Nobody uses cameras anymore. They got phones. Uh, <laughs> is it a DSLR? A, if not, it's, a, nobody will know what the fuck it is. A jet ski for some reason? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, everyday like, items like a jet ski. Uh, yeah. a, a key. I like a key. Key's fine. Um, a trumpet. Uh, yeah, just weird stuff. So, yeah, that's, um, you know, I like the thumbs up. There's a thumbs up. I like that one. <laughs> Seems okay. In a country where we're shutting down all of our fine, uh, fine arts programs, I'm sure that <laughs> trumpet's going to go over real well. Oh, we'll be fine. Anyway, no, um, we're all gonna die. <laughs> all right, <laughs> they're gonna change the fucking monopoly pieces. Gonna, that's that's gonna be the fall of society of our great society. That's it. It was the last piece. It's the last bit. It's the last. Charlie piece. Murphy died today. It's true. Very sad. Fuck leukemia. Very sad. Very sad. I didn't even uh, know he was sick, but I did. I Every know. time I saw him, I was like, oh, he's thinner. Leukemia is always kind of like that secret one. Like, when you see somebody dies, like, oh, I had leukemia. Because when you have leukemia, it's like, oh, you got, like, 
two years, four years yeah. tops. You know, it's, it's a lot fun. like pancreatic that my dad had, where you just start getting thinner and thinner. Yeah, and thinner. yeah, it's not fun. Um, uh, anyway, so, moving on. Yeah, big props to Charlie Murphy, though. Yes, you know, big that props man, to Charlie Murphy. Yeah. Hey, the the thing you should know about Charlie Murphy, just go look up his movie credits on like IMDb. Mm-hmm. He was involved in so so many things that you never had any idea about. Oh yeah, and I guarantee that his wit. Is yeah. responsible for a lot of the best jokes in those things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or the inspiration that created. Yeah, the or joke. the inspiration <laughs> for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah. all right, so uh, Cinemora X coming out this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cinemora was a awesome, awesome 360 PS3 era uh, bullet hell shooter. Right. Uh, downloadable game kind of thing. I assume that this is going to be a downloadable, but they don't say. I think they made a physical version of Cinemora, but I don't think you need one. Right. Um, now, if the X version is like it's Cinemora and a new game, mm-hmm. uh, then yeah, maybe you can justify 30-40 bucks. Sure. Uh, Battle Chasers Night War. This is, this is my confused face. Yeah. Uh, Payday 2. Payday 2. Payday 2. That yeah. thing just keeps making money. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this is better than the Xbox One and PS4 versions, because they are bad. Are they really? Real bad. Is <laughs> um, that a PC original and then ported over? or It was kind of 360 PS3 and PC all at once, Okay, but they fixed the PC version and then all the console ports since then have just been bad. Ugh. <laughs> That's no fun. Uh, yeah. yeah, trust me, I got tricked into buying it on the Xbox One by a buddy of mine. He's like, it's on sale for like seven bucks. I'm like, great, I just fucking wasted seven dollars. <laughs> you basically could have just said, hey, Hoss, pull out seven dollars. <laughs> Get your lighter and set it on fire. No, no, no he should have just said, hey, Hoss, I stole $7 from you. I think that's and then more I, accurate. And then I gave it to Microsoft. You, you could have gave it to anybody, but you, you gave it to them. You gave it. You know they're going to smoke it up. <laughs> uh, Namco Museum, a mm-hmm. uh, collection of classic games. It, it, Namco Museum name may not really resonate with most people, but mm. back in the PS1 era, yeah. you know, prior to digital distribution and stuff like that, mm. Namco did these really well-crafted, like, classics collections. Yeah. They had, like, all kinds of art and music yeah. uh, and, you know, stories and mm. all sorts of stuff that went along with this stuff. Uh, so I'm hoping that when they release Namco Museum later this year, they'll reuse some of that content, maybe make a whole lot of new stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, I'm up for retrospective collections that I pay good money for. Right. You just have to put more effort in it other than to say, here is a cartridge. Right, yeah. I, I need more. Need more than that. Need, need, a, need, a, need, a, need a metal case is what you need. Need a good Last good item. case. Last item. Last item. Standalone Switch Dock. Yeah. May 19th. Yeah, that's right. As some of you might remember, <laughs> they were selling a standalone Switch Dock when the system launched. Mm-hmm. And then the day that the system came out, when everybody was talking about scratch screens, they disappeared from Nintendo's website yeah. and have never come back. Yeah. Now, now they're <laughs> saying, like, available for the first time? <laughs> the standalone Switch Dock that will probably be in some ways different right. than the one sitting on my shelf that has already scratched my Switch. <laughs> Might scratch my Switch. Right, yeah, oh, did it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit. Jeez, Just a go. little one. Yeah. But, uh, so I'm very careful when I put that thing in there. I yeah. basically tilt it backwards. Right. So that only, like, the bottom of the unit is rubbing Just against rubbing that internal that. wall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's something in there that is fucking scratching that thing. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, real shit show. Brutal. Uh, so yeah, apparently, uh, <laughs> hopefully these new Switch docks won't do that. I wish, like, during that part where there's, like, available for the first time, these Switch docks. And, like, a reporter, like, stands up and you just hear, like, a... <laughs> <laughs> just... 
falls over dead. <laughs> Do you have any comment as to why the... <sighs> Take him out. <laughs> Take him out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 my chest... Uh, so that'll do it for news. Yep, that's it. Uh, well, we didn't talk about the Scorpio last week, did we? Uh, no, we didn't talk about the Scorpio last week. Uh, we can make this real quick. Sure. Uh, they unveiled the Scorpio. Okay. Uh, not the box, but Digital Foundry got their hands on it. They oh. did a bunch of videos on it. Nice. Uh, yeah, that thing is powerful. 12 oh, yeah. gigabytes of DDR5. Oh, wow. That's four gigs more memory than, uh, what's in the PlayStation 4 Pro. Nice. Uh, so they've abandoned ES RAM and ev- abandoned DDR3 RAM that's currently used in the existing Xbox One, which, right. uh, for those of you who aren't complete fucking nerds, right. it's way faster RAM and way more of it. <laughs> um, way more RAM. They also are using a completely different kind of processor. Yeah. Uh, it's got uh, Jaguar cores in it. Uh, it's a very high-powered processor. Uh, it's got a video card that's... Pretty much on par, it sounds like, with the way that system allocation and stuff like that works with uh, mm-hmm. just the GTA, uh, not the GTX, the uh, the RX 480 yeah. uh, video card that is the current top of the uh, the mountain for uh, for AMD. Yeah, is pretty much equivalent to this, and that's capable of doing 4K. Right. Uh, they also showed some uh, static screenshots. They weren't ready to release video yet yeah. uh, of this system uh, showing. Basically, this thing doesn't do backwards compatibility in the traditional way. What they did is normally what you do is you make a box, and then you give it to developers, and they build engines to make video games for you. They have reverse-engineered the Scorpio as their own new game platform, so it... The way that it's so much more powerful than the PS4 Pro yeah. is that they don't have to use any legacy hardware. They got to throw oh. all that shit away and get new stuff. Mm. And what they did was they took, like, Forza. In every game on the platform, they said they've tested and engineered every single one to work natively on there. Wow. So games that ran at 900p instead of 1080p, right. they used that as their baseline. A game that ran at 900p natively on the Xbox One S has to run at 4K60 yeah. on the Scorpio. Okay. Yeah. That's like a mountain of difference. <laughs> and so much different. Like it's I don't think I'm going to buy one. Right. But uh, why not? <sighs> I mean, well, no, rec- I think would you, you recommend it to Hell fucking yes. Yeah, okay. If you don't want to buy a computer and deal with all the bullshit that I deal with, <laughs> buy one. Because uh, for 500 bucks, you're going to get something that I couldn't build for 500 bucks. Right, yeah. It's that this is a substantial piece of hardware that is very, very powerful. Right. Um, I mean, for you to have something, like, my computer will run Forza Motorsport 6 Apex Edition at 4K at 60. Yeah. Barely. Barely. Like, just, like, like on the But cluster. the nice thing is with, you know, even though my computer is more powerful than what's in the Scorpio... Right. The Scorpio, because it's a dedicated games machine, it's designed to just do that. So, th- granted, getting any more, this is kind of a niche demographic, but if you're a console person who refuses to have a computer, mm-hmm. but you're the Cadillac customer that wants your games to look and sound and perform and, you know, execute as well and as fast as possibly, you know, possible. Right. This is for you. That's for you. Uh, the other thing they did that is going to be fucking music <laughs> to 
players' ears right. is that they have like tripled the pipeline from the hard drive interface unit to the CPU and the RAM modules. Okay. So all your games are going to load way fucking faster. Right. Console load times this generation have been pathetic, mm. kind of across the board. Right. Um, you know, initial loads on some games, before you can even get to the initial menu, you're talking like a minute and a half, two minutes. Right. Uh, the only games that are like that on, like, PC are, uh, like, id tech games, like right. Doom yeah. is a real long initial load. Uh, the Quake Champions beta that I can't really talk about uh, <laughs> is that way as well, right, just yeah. because the assets it's loading are so huge. Right, yeah. Um, so some games like that are still going to be big, but, you know, the... The average game on, like, an Xbox One or PS4 is, like, 20 gigs, mm -hmm. uh, whereas something like Doom is 90 on my computer. Right, yeah. It's a lot of shit. It's a lot of stuff. Uh, it takes a lot of load, that much like, information. A lot of, lot, of, lot of object limits. And, and but, yeah, like, the, the big thing about their video card is that, like, you know, just the clock speed on it is crazy high. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's got 36, uh, no, 40 dedicated compute units. I mean, I'm not even looking at a spec sheet right now. It's just, it's a hot piece of machinery. Uh, internal power brick. They're not going back to a power brick. Thank fucking God. Yeah. And the other thing that I thought was really nice is that they said that it's Digital Foundry saying this thing will be 500 bucks. Oh, well, there we go. I think for what you're getting, if you're a 4K person, right. if you're a frame rate person, right. oh, they also give and you... if you don't have an Xbox One. <laughs> or even if you do and you're like, man, right. like, I, I just want my games to run better. Right. Because even on a 1080p TV... The uh, the 4K support for the Scorpio will right. improve the image on your 1080p display hmm. because they said that at the system level, you're going to be able to super sample. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you're familiar with the process of super sampling. Right. If you throw a 4K image into a 1080p TV natively, right. you, it down-reses those assets and you get a much clearer image because there's no... Uh, Data loss, right? There's no loss anywhere, so you get a sharper yeah. uh, image all around, right? So a lot of that, like, uh, you know how games will have jaggies around Jag objects, yeah, aliasing is, as it's known. Yes, um, almost all of that starts to disappear because you have a native resolution object, right? And it's not scaling down, right? So yeah, uh, but that's the Scorpio. Uh, I I think it's cool. I, I don't think I'll buy it. But if everybody hops back on the Xbox train and it's like, oh, we're going to play multiplayer here, that's the situation where I'd get one. Right. Because yeah. I, my S is shit. <laughs> I, something is wrong with my S. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Wi-Fi card doesn't work in it. Very weird. It, I have a lot of, it's possible that that four terabyte external drive I have hooked up on the thing might be experiencing issues. Maybe I'll just format it and try again. Try it, yeah. I'm getting that thing runs like shit. Uh, but yeah, we'll move on. Yeah. All right. Moving on uh, to what you've been playing, uh, which is basically going to be one thing, unless you want to talk about World of Warplanes first. Um, yeah, let's talk about World of Warplanes, then we'll talk right. about the big news story. Yeah, yeah. Well, so my desk is increasingly starting to turn into some fucking shitty command center from an '80s movie. It's um, it's becoming more uh, supplementary with peripheral. Yeah. And, um, you know, you know, I've got gaming headsets on here, and Oculus Touch controllers, touch mechanical keyboards. Yeah, you got you the, know, fucking twelve key gaming mice, the sensors, yeah, for Oculus, like pretty much like, two. You know, you got you have basically an HDMI television as one of your monitors. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, it's yeah, forty-five inch TV uh, acting as my secondary display. A rad setup, I would say. Yeah, honestly. yeah, um, I got my g- big gaming mat. Big old gaming mat. It's uh, a giant on, fucking mouse pad. Yeah, on your. Uh, on but your yeah, uh, I added a new piece. Sure. Uh, put a flight stick on here. Yeah, the Aviator O One. It sounds. Like uh, yeah. Say. It's a it's a SciTech uh, flight stick. Believe it or not, I've actually had it for a while. Okay. Uh, I f- forgot I had it. Okay. Um, I bought it to buy AC10 Warthog uh, mm. a while ago. Okay. Um, but yeah, I threw it up here, and uh, whenever it's plugged in, it's got all kinds of LEDs in it and shit. Uh, I used it this week to play World of Warplanes. Yes. Uh, so, uh, listeners of the show are gonna, uh, remember that I've been talking about World of War ships, uh, for the last couple of months. So this weekend, uh, when they were doing maintenance on the Quake, uh, Champion server, I was like, well... you can't talk about. (laughs) It's really goddamn good. Um, you didn't hear any of that. You you can edit that out, right? I I think you can leave that in. It's it's subjective, so it's fine. It's fair. Uh, I don't think anybody's gonna give a crap. (laughs) It looks really good. All right, uh, we'll move up. Um, I decided, all right, I'm gonna download World of Warplanes, and I'm gonna download World of Tanks. Sure, why not? Because you have World of War ships. Oh, yeah. So you might as well dive into the other realms of, uh, you know... Terrain. So. Yeah, that, that company whose name is slipping my mind right yeah, now. Yeah, um, yeah. The World of Warplanes is a really cool thing. Yeah, it's very good looking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in World of Tanks less so because World of Tanks was the first one, right? Um, and they they're probably at some point like whenever I booted up World of Tanks for the first time, it said like you know sixth anniversary. I'm like fuck, this game's six years old. <laughs> uh, but these games are really big in Europe, and they're out uh, of tanks. <laughs> they yeah, no they ran tanks. out of tanks. And I have more tanks. Um, but yeah, I downloaded World of Warplanes, and you know all the games have the similar interface, like you know where your tech upgrades go to, where your tech tree is, where your modules are, what you can add to your planes, how you right. spend your money, how you convert your currency, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Very similar. If you boot up any of these World of games and spend five or more hours with it, you can hop into any of the others and immediately just go, oh, it's one of these. Right. Yeah. Um, Got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like if you played a, a tactics game before, it's like, yeah, this is, I know what we're going to do. Right, yeah. Um, you know, oh, it's positioning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh got it. Yeah, <laughs> so we're going like, to... But yeah, like, World of Warplanes is really fucking awesome, man. Like, I uh, I could immediately tell that not everybody is using a flight stick at the low levels of this game. Yeah. Uh, because I was whooping the shit out of everyone. <laughs> uh, on my team, like, I played probably 10, 12 rounds now. I've been... Top one or two Jeez. in every game. <laughs> so that War to War, War ships experience translates over. Apparently. Well, it's actually the fact that like I've played a lot of flight games before, so right. you know, most people are using space shooters anymore. If you're using a flight stick for something, sure. Yeah. The thing with a space shooter is that like yeah, like all you're worried about is like I'm gonna flip around and then I'll just start shooting at you. Right. Well, yeah. if you're in like World War One, World War Two era yeah. planes, you need to get around and then you need to. Uh, rotate your ship back to right. its, you know, it, yeah, back, back to its center. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I've got this stick that twists uh, in a left and right motion for you to change the bank of your ship, right? Uh, it, it just gives you so much more maneuverability, so much faster. And then you got this sweet red button that lights up, yeah. and you fucking just drop shit on guys. And the cool thing about World of Warplanes that I really kind of like is that it does a very dope ass combination between you fighting live enemies. And you fighting AI. Uh, so, like, you're constantly, like, 
there are tanks out there and there are boats out there right. and you're dropping missiles on them or doing strafing runs on them uh, right. to kill those guys. Right. Um, it's it's just a heck of a lot of fun and then you're out there, you know, you're still dogfighting with actual human players. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, and there's also, like, if you're somebody who doesn't want to do uh, PvP stuff, all these games offer uh, comp stomp modes okay. uh, where you can do co-op and, and fight against AI and have a good time. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Uh, World of Warplanes. World of Warplanes. Uh, it's free. It's free for anybody to download. So. Uh, yeah, and I'm on there. Feel free to add me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good time. There you go. Let's talk about P5. Persona 5. <sighs> talk about Persona. Is this pretty much going to be the episode? Are we going to get to Metal Gear at all? <laughs> I feel like... I have had a promise weeks in a row, and we've delivered on it. That's true. Let's power through. Let's power through. We'll do this. Uh, Persona 5, Hoss. All right, because I'm still playing this, I don't have to get too deep into Persona 5. Right. Uh, what I'm going to give you is my impressions. If you sure. want to see what the game looks like, yeah. uh, you and can go find that. <laughs> Spoilers, it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, the game looks incredible. Uh, the, the best news that I've actually heard, if you're somebody who moved onto a PC, or you only have an Xbox this generation, you're like, fuck, I wish I could get on that Persona action, and mm-hmm. I've got a PS3 sitting around. The PS3 version of this game is the exact same game. Right. It's just 720p, right. a little bit less clarity on the video, but other than that, it's the same exact game, same, same content. It's not exactly one of those big form, like, gonna push your system type Well, and I'm not blown away by the graphics, yeah. but it looks no, great. But it looks great. I never have been blown away by the graphics no. of Persona game. It's not something you really care about. I don't like, care. But it's stylized in a way that's just yeah. fucking cool, just like Persona 4 was. You know, Persona 4 had the gray and the and the yellow that was really cool. Yeah. This has the black and the red and the silver, and it just yeah. looks gorgeous. Yeah, the, so the, cool. the color palette design in this thing, the... Yeah. Uh, actually, one of the, the coolest things that there's a guy who's going around Tokyo yeah. where, the, where this game takes place yeah. and taking shots of what he knows has to be the inspiration of it in the game. And it's just all these places are just taken straight from Tokyo. And it's like, right. And in some of these shots, when he catches it at the right angle, you're like, uh, oh, yeah, that one's the game. Uh, <laughs> oh, that one. Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, like the, uh, yeah. the game has a style that's very good. Uh, the music, as you would expect, is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have had the battle music stuck in my head for days. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I don't know where I stand on it right now is that Persona 4 backed its way into very heavy storytelling. Sure. I mean, like, yeah, you start the game and it's like, oh, this lady got murdered and she's up in the, in the wires. Right. That's weird. Yeah, right. Uh, but you weren't really interacting with people who were just evil right? Yeah. for a little bit. Sure. You know, it was, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was you converting your friends to Judaism right. uh, for most of that game. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, you were bringing your friends back and right. getting them to accept themselves for who they are. Right, yeah. Uh, like the evil was like your shadow selves and junk like that. that yeah, so in this one, yeah. from the get-go, it's you and a homie, and then you meet up with some other people, Yeah, and, you know, you... Get in touch with your persona. Right. Uh, Same deal. You have like a persona type. Yeah, and your character's still the only one who can traverse between personas. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, you go and, you know, just like in Persona 4, you have X number of days to complete a dungeon. Mm -hmm. Um, During that process, you 
don't have to go to the dungeon every day. Mm-hmm. In some cases, uh, especially later in the game, when a character that doesn't normally offer to hang out with you does, mm-hmm. you're going to say, like, oh, I really want to finish this dungeon, but I really need to hang out with this person. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you know, that mechanic is still there, the give and take, the push and pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't complete the dungeon, I, I forget... What happens... I think you go back to the beginning of that cycle. Right, sure. Uh, I don't think it's just straight up game over. Right, yeah. Uh, but I've never let that happen, so I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm not a fucking idiot. Because I'm not a loser on my well, Persona games. <laughs> well, I, I want to finish the dungeon as fast as you, possible so I can just hang out. That's true, that's a good point. Yeah. You get like a week and a half you, where you're just like... Nah, yeah, let's listen to some more of this J-pop. Oh, let's listen to some Junez. Yeah. <laughs> Every day's great at your Junez. Um, oh, but yeah, I, uh, I I think this game is awesome. Uh, the the conceit that they have that like... Right, can we discuss like the opening five minutes of this video game? Sure. Spoilers. I'm going to spoil five minutes of this 150-hour <laughs> game. Yeah. The core conceit of this one is like Persona 4. For those of you who watched, uh, you know, our videos where we did that, mm-hmm. uh, Herb Ninjaman. Herb Ninjaman. Uh, he basically because his parents had to leave the country for work mm-hmm. for an entire year. Yeah. You had to move from Tokyo mm-hmm. to the small town of Inaba, Japan. Right. This one, you were a person who. From the looks of the cinematic, I, maybe they actually said it and I missed it. Right. You get an Osaka-ish kind of feeling. F- farmland, um, southerner type of area. Yeah, but like Northlands. Right, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. But suburban-y. Right, um, but right. Definitely not super urban. Small uh, town, yeah. Yeah. So you uh, you basically end up, in at the beginning of Persona 5, uh, you see a woman who is about to presumably get raped uh, by a drunk man. Okay. Uh, you walk up and grab him by the shoulder and throw him to the ground, and he breaks his nose. Okay. Um, and says, hey, I'm going to fucking sue you. And then right. you go to prison. <laughs> oh, Okay. Welcome uh, to the city. <laughs> I, I assume he's connected. Right, yeah, sure. Uh, probably some it's probably some kind of son or something. Or some kind of Yakuza right, uh, yeah. connection. Sure. Um, I've heard that in the, the non-Tokyo areas, that, you know, that they can kind of run whole districts. Sure. Um, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. It's just basically you hurt a man. Uh, right. And to prevent you from having to stay in juvenile detention services, you're put on probation. But you're kicked out of your school, and you're forced to attend school, and if you get kicked out of school, you're going to go to juvenile detention. Right. Uh, so your parents basically make a deal and give this guy that they know through a friend uh, who runs a restaurant uh, in Tokyo some money to put you up. Right. So basically, instead of hanging out with... Uh, 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 shit, I'm... Uh, the, your sister... Dojima and... Yeah. and uh, 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 I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. That's I feel so bad. <laughs> She's adorable. She's adorable. Uh, yes. You're she, your little cousin. Uh, yeah. Than that. So uh, other than hanging out with them, basically, you just have this dude who gives zero shit about you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and on the weekends, dresses like a pimp, uh, which is great. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I can already see that he's starting to turn around on me because he's mm-hmm. just like, ah, oh, you're some fucking kid. And, right. You know, if you get kicked out of school and they take you away from me, I'm already paid. What do I care? Yeah. And then right, eventually yeah. he's just like, oh, you are cleaning up around here. You're pulling your weight. I like that. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's a, a bit of that, like, you know, oh, you don't have a family anymore. I guess we're kind of like a family <laughs> is, is kind of happening here. Right, yeah. Um, right. He's softening up on you. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you turn this guy around, you know? Maybe a little quicker than I thought he would have. (laughs) 
was like, you know, I've been here for like a week, and he's like, yeah, man, maybe, like in, we, maybe the, we should just hang out a little bit. In the same day, he goes from like off-putting, like awkward, like I don't need nobody in my life to like you're one of my brothers. You know that? <laughs> like within a day, like, uh, thanks, man. You I, did the dishes? Oh man! All right, so you and me, blood brothers, right? Now. Go get a fucking butter knife. <laughs> We're gonna do this. Ah, uh, sure. <laughs> Oh man, Uncle's weird. I like this guy. Uh, yeah, he's, he's fucking great, dude. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, throwing some shade at some of the deliveries on some of the lines in this game. It's, uh, it's a JRPG. It happens. <laughs> it's like, uh, for those of you who don't remember fucking uh, uh, Chie's real poor delivery of "Aha, is this our chance?" <laughs> <laughs> that happened in almost every battle. Uh, yeah, come on, like a bad delivery is gonna happen. Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, because like there's a character in that what? game whose name is Sakamoto. Sure. And there are some people who say like Sakamoto. Sakamoto. And there's Sakamoto. You know, right, there, yeah. there's a lot of people that are breaking it up weirdly. Yeah, it's just like when when you're in one of those situations where there's so many lines to get through, you're firing through all that stuff and like. You sort of rush through it in the direction. Well, in some of this, I, 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 I would attribute some of it to that, but I would also not really put it too far past it. Like, I don't know Japanese fluently. Right, yeah. So, like, maybe in different regions, like, I've heard that in, like, Osaka and shit, that, like, yeah. people pronounce stuff completely yeah. differently. Oh, it's, it's like country accent. People yeah. People mentioned uh, Osaka in Japan. Uh, Nakamura even yeah. mentioned on Jericho's podcast that he can't speak to Asuka unless he's talking English. Because yeah. he doesn't understand her Japanese because yeah. he's from Osaka. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it might as well. It's like, you know, he took somebody from the bayou and, you know. Like, yeah, and, like, put on with someone in New York and they're trying yeah. to order cheesesteak and it's just not working. <laughs> oh, in my mind. <laughs> what, uh, what'd you say? Hey, what you you, you want to see homos naked? What'd you call me? <laughs> you call me a homo? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I really, really love this game. The yeah. uh, the battle uh, the battle system is very, very familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the ability at the beginning of a battle to examine every enemy in the yeah. battlefield. If you found a weakness form or a strength or, right. you know, exploitable option, sure. uh, you can totally do that. Um, there's a really cool uh, mechanic that they introduced early in that game called the Baton Pass that I really like. Okay, yeah. So, just like a relay, you just sort of. Yeah, it's yeah. actually just like that, <laughs> yeah, and I'm, okay. I'm not joking. Well, they love track over in Japan. I don't know what that is. Well, but they love track. Yeah, Sam uh, Sakamoto. Right. And I've got lightning. Right. I shoot lightning at a guy that's weak to lightning, so I get a second move. Right. But I don't have wind. That the other guy is uh, weak to, right? But sure. I know that my main character, Herb Ninjaman, yeah. has Garu on him, which is a wind attack. Sure, I can pass the baton to him, and he gets the free turn. Nice, that's pretty cool. And it works really well that's for cool. a lot of the the things that I've encountered in this. Is that like, yeah, there are certain enemies that you can just kind of walk all over every time, right? But certain groupings and pairings no matter how high a level you are if you get behind the eight ball and don't get the uh, the sneak attack first right and you don't deliver when you need to deliver right i have died like and been like huh huh those guys got me i mean <laughs> it's a little it's not like i just fucked that up <laughs> 
That's on me. I did that. <laughs> I wasn't me. thinking. Like, That's I just went in here and went like, ah, whatever. I'm going to attack a couple of times. Here. Right. Uh, no, I'm dead. Yeah. Huh. Uh, would you say it's like Dark Souls in that regard? <laughs> this is not the Dark Souls of Japanese RPGs. Thank you. But I'm saying in the same regard of like, you know, if you, yeah. any, any one. Uh, I, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. Uh, well, I'm just saying like, but like, sometimes if you get lazy, you'll get fucked. That's pretty much Yeah. When I've been playing this so. game, when I've been sleepy and. Right. Not gotten my sneak attacks in and right, a lot of other yeah. stuff. Uh, you've announced that uh, I've, I've, I've paid the punishment for that. Right, yeah. Uh, the one thing that I would say is that uh, this game is all about thieves and thievery. Um, so they approach this like you are breaking in to these right. dungeons. Right, yeah. Uh, and the game has almost like a Gears of War cover mechanic. Okay. Where you go around to the edges of walls and you grab the wall and you can look forward and hop between, like, say, couches or mm. pillars uh, to get up to a guy, a red circle will pop up above him and then bam, sneak ah, attack, so and then you're into the battle. So some start, some stealth elements, too. Yeah, uh, it, I, I wouldn't really say stealth action as much as I would just say, like, yeah. it's just a quick button through thing, mm-hmm. but if you get sloppy and just accidentally walk into a hallway, once yeah. a guy spots you, he spots you for a really long time. <laughs> uh, just charge at you, like, <laughs> and half the time in there, like, if I know, like, oh, maybe there's something back here I haven't killed yet or anything like that, uh, yeah. I just turn around and smack that guy. Right. So yeah. you start as an even battle, like, if I just turn around and hit him, the, nobody's got the advantage. Right, yeah. It's just back and forth, back and forth. Right, yeah. Uh, instead of just me getting all my guys to go and then he goes. Gotcha, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I... I, I really like that game so far. I'm almost done with the first uh, dungeon. I've just been very, very busy in the last week, or I would be done with that already. I'm, I'm sure. somewhere around 18 hours played. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. In a week since we last recorded. That's so. your busy week. You're 18 hours in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make time for Persona, well, damn it. I've been staying up till like 3 in the morning on the weekends. <laughs> like, it's yeah. it's been a thing, dude. Yeah, there you go. And I don't ever stay up until 3 o'clock on the weekends. Right, yeah. Uh, I'm usually like at 11.30, I'm like, but oh! You, <laughs> but you know what? For P5 in that uh, sweet tin case. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's steelbook case. Yeah, I, I hate steelbook cases because I think most uh, of them look like garbage. Uh, it's pretty. Though. Uh, this one is yeah. real, real good. It's pretty. It's a pretty uh, case. I strongly recommend if you can find one that that's the case that I would get because yeah. it would look really light, nice on your wall. I yeah. know it looks good on mine. There you go. Boom. But uh, that's Persona Five. That's Persona Five, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, look for more fun that we had with that one. On this channel. I'm sure we'll mention it again at some point. Oh, yeah. We'll be playing it for the next couple of months. We so. did. Yeah, we did. Hey, stop. <laughs> the dog's making scratchy noises. Anyway. The one uh, other thing I would say about Persona is that, like, they announced that, like, uh, they're banning people who stream the game past July 7th. In game. Oh, I see. So... Nobody wants to see that ending. Uh, well, July seventh is really only about the at the end of the first third of that game because oh, wow. you start because it goes from April to April, just like the previous game. I think it's April eighth. Is there like a big moment that happens in there that's like what? And that uh, probably the game? I, I, I'm not there. Oh, you're not there yet. Okay, uh, I, I would imagine that's probably the reason. There's probably some big shift in the gameplay and. There are a lot of people that are, like, being really shitty about this, but I'm like, you know, it, the single player of this game and the story that they have is all they have. I know, it's all they have. Like, for games like that, like a Telltale game, like, real, like, are you surprised when people are upset that you're displaying the whole game on YouTube for people? Like, when the story is literally all there is to it, yeah, there's strategy involved and, like, there's something you, you're playing with, but, like, the point of a Persona game is to play for the story, right? Like... That's why you play a Persona game. I will say this. A lot of people, their first exposure to Persona 4 was the Persona 4 Endurance run from Giant Bomb. Right. It's the the first 
big market let's play yeah. ever. Right. You know, this was 2009. Right, yeah. It's really long time ago that they were playing this game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they defined and created that entire genre. Like, mm. the quick look came from them as well. This right. was just one of the many inventions that those guys had. Right. Um, but that franchise is incredibly wildly popular on that website because yeah. of that series. Right. So I can understand somebody, somebody's argument that, Hey man, like ninety percent of these people probably wouldn't have played this game. That's a good point. And then they did. Yeah. Because we showed them how cool this That's was. That's true. That's and, true. And uh, I know a guy who, when he went to go play through it, he only played through it as they got to it in the game. Mm. So like he would yeah. basically get a few days ahead of them, right, right, start right. to watch the endurance run, get to where he was, and then pause it. Wow. Yeah. And then move forward then another hour. The game. Yeah. And uh, you know maybe that's a little crazy. That's a little bit nuts, but yeah. But, but yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't blame them for feeling that way. Sure. Uh, they're not blocking all streaming. Uh, well, the PlayStation 4, they block the internal streaming. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so yeah. you can't even share screenshots of that game with the built-in tools. Wow. Uh, we would have to use the Elgato to get any footage of it. That's crazy. Holy crap. Uh, but they do that just... They're helping you avoid yourself from getting banned. Right, yeah. Uh, so yeah. whenever... And they say, like, if you're going to use an external source, you're welcome to. Just no July 7th or later. Right. Stop. But there you go. Something big happens then. So there we go. All right. We got about nine minutes to cover. No, we're going to go a little bit longer than an hour uh, for this one. But uh, let's talk uh, Metal Gear for the NES, shall we? Let's uh, go into that. So the Metal Gear series, people appreciate uh, heavily, I would say. Um, It's one of the... uh, I don't know. I, I would it's say fan more. bases I would describe as one of the weirdest. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. I mean, it, it's it's a weird game too. By the way, uh, it, it just so uh, I don't know. How did this thing all start out? I, I know it was like a a weird sort of amalgamation. I know that Kojima didn't like the original release on the NES. I know that yeah. much. He was very upset with how that turned out. Yes. Um, because uh, I want to say the other version is actually the, the X2. like yeah, The MSX2. Yeah, the MSX2. That's the superior version, correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, the um, MSX2 was thing. a computer. Yeah. Uh, it was a much more powerful piece of hardware. Right. Um, the NES version is seen as totally acceptable. The thing that is not canonical and is, like, scrubbed of all record is the Snake's Revenge NES sequel. Right. Um, that game's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Real bad. Um, right. So basically, I'll, I'll just describe Metal Gear as what it is, kinda, sure. regardless of platform. Sure. Metal Gear is a game, and as I start to describe this, this is all going to sound weirdly familiar. Right, yeah. Your man named Snake. Yeah, Snake. You have to go to a facility called Outer Heaven. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? Sound familiar, yeah. You yeah. start off with no weaponry that you can use. Right. But you start to get things like Berettas, mm-hmm. silencers, mm-hmm. knives, yeah. rations, yeah. guided rocket launchers, grenades, sniper rifles, yeah. uh, uh, chaff grenades mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, there's... Things that can spot you, like enemies. When yeah. an enemy spots you, he yeah. gets an exclamation point Roy. over his head. And a uh, noise yes. that happens. When you are spotted, spotted, yeah. which is by like one of the cameras, yeah. um, or you walk through any of the, the laser lines, yeah. uh, the all the enemies will start filing in from out of the screen. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you get spotted in a room, all the enemies in that room can see you. If you leave the room, the alert goes away. Right. 
Um, if you get spotted by a camera and that gets communicated to the entire base, yeah. everybody has two exclamation points over their head yeah. and they will chase you for a while. Yeah, yeah. And that's where you actually get the cool down and then caution and then clear. Right. Um, you know, your, your completely unseen meter back again. Right. Uh, so there ends up being like a lot of, uh, uh, pull and tug, a lot of back and forth. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to that game. Uh, the the original Metal Gear game is so exactly like <laughs> Metal Gear Solid yes. that I think anybody who actually played Metal Gear Solid and never played Metal Gear, yeah. it will blow their fucking mind. Yeah. Codec conversations, mm-hmm. rescuing POWs, just yeah. like the DARPA chief and shit like that from mm-hmm. the previous game to get card keys, to unlock more levels. Yeah. Uh, Outer, Outer Heaven has three major facilities in it with basements. Pa- uh, pack of cigarettes. Yep. You can light up anytime you want. <laughs> like, yep. And it has one specific use that's really weird. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> you know, there there are things like Foxhound and the Resistance and Big Boss and mm-hmm. Gray Fox and yeah. you know, all that stuff that you end up associating as that. Yep. Like, you are Solid Snake in this game. Yes. Uh, this is not like Metal Gear Solid 3 or 5 where you're playing as Big Boss. Big Boss, yeah. You are there to kill Big Boss. Mm-hmm. The reason that Big Boss is dead in Metal Gear Solid is because you fucking killed him here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, there are Kodak conversations in this game that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them are contextual yeah. based on where you are, yes, the ca- right. card keys that you have, you're about mm-hmm. to walk through a door, you're about to initiate a boss fight, you'll have these conversations. All that stuff that's in Metal Gear Solid is fucking in this game. Yeah, it's all there. It's very, very similar. Just none of that 3D stuff. <laughs> But it's still, like, it has the same camera as Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. It's still yeah. top-down like It's still top-down, yeah, yeah. And it still scrolls. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get, like, fucking parallaxing or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. But, I mean, what do you expect? It's true. There's no Mode 7 in this. No Mode 7? Yeah. Uh, not the Mode 7 yet. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, isn't Metal Gear not even in the NES version? Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, is a big it? mobile tank. The, the reason that you're there at Outer Heaven is that... Uh, from those of you who played Metal Gear Solid Five recently, mm-hmm. you end up with a big-ass mobile tank that can shoot nukes at anything in the world. Yeah. Um, so basically, you have to go to Outer Heaven before they finish the completion of this thing to destroy it, to take it out of their hands. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if they mentioned him by name, but... I'm not sure. There's an... O- Ocelot's not in this, but there's a very similar character to him. Yeah. Um... Yeah, the uh, the interesting thing is that like Hideo Kojima joined Konami as a planner. Um, he tell me if this rang true about twenty years later. Right. He had a really big problem fitting in with that company. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> way too much of an individual. Pro- Actually, thirty years. Jesus right. Christ, he was there for thirty years. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It took that long for that bomb to explode. Like between the. Like, and, you know, planner is what we refer to as, like, executive producer, yeah, yeah. creator, right. that kind of thing now. In Japan, they're a little bit less grandiose with their titling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it was interesting that, uh, you know, his name was allowed to be associated uh, with the Metal Gear franchise back then because, right. you know, this is back during, like, the days of Mappy where, like, you know, uh, uh, what was it, like, Dotapon's... Uh, Papa or whatever, mm-hmm. like you know, the, everybody had code names for their name on video games, so that other studios couldn't go out there and headhunt them. Yeah, you know, like the Japanese right. were definitely afraid that, like, oh, all our good designers are going to go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. You know, it was back during like you know the eighties for Japan, where like that was their boom. Yeah. 
Yeah, that yeah, was, was a big one. Yeah. And everybody was, you know, fucking moving and shaking, and developers were rising and falling, and, you know, corporations, I mean, you know, before 1986... Yeah. If you go and you look at, like, all the companies that would go on to be huge names, your Konamis, your Capcoms, you know, you know all these Japanese developers that would rise to huge prominence, Nintendo... Right. Uh... None of them were really no. a big deal <laughs> exactly. before this. So there was just a lot of money being pumped in here out of nowhere. Yeah. And they were trying to avoid that Atari scenario where you have, a, like, a shitload of your developers leaving a form in Activision. Right. So, um, but, you know, d- despite the Hideo Kojima collection, uh, connection here, you know, there was... There was a lot of really interesting stuff on the MX, uh, MSX2 version. There's a lot of yeah. uh, sound channeling stuff that they did. Mm-hmm. If you go back and play the MSX versions of Metal Gear 1 and 2 right. uh, for mm-hmm. the uh, the MSX on either the like PlayStation 2, Metal Gear Solid right. 3, Snake Eater, yeah. or that Metal Gear HD collection. Mm-hmm. Um, or actually, Twin Snakes has M- the MSX1 version of Metal Gear in it. Yeah. Um, that was the first time that they brought that MSX version to anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the uh, if you go back and you play that stuff, you you notice that like my NES could never sound like this. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's that MSX. While it wasn't capable of making games that looked much better yeah. than NES games, it was I, capable of making things that sounded and performed. Yes. And were smarter and had a smaller object limit too, as yeah. well. It had a much smaller object limit too, uh, which was interesting. I thought that was very, and it's very te- like I love when like limitations create games, basically. Because mm-hmm. Metal Gear was going to be an action shooter. That's what yep. it was going to be. And then they were like, well, we can't have this many enemies on screen and this many bullets on screen. So uh, Kojima said, well, what if we make it a stealth game? And they're like, what's that? Because that's never been done before. So he's just like, what instead of like f- focusing on the combat, you're just trying to avoid capture the whole time. And, you know, so like the limitation... And he's like, maybe you've seen a little movie called Escape from New York. Yeah, or (laughs) The Great Escape as the biggest purveyor of uh, inspiration, I believe. Uh, So yeah, and they're just like, yeah, sounds good. uh, But like your snake character, Snake Plissken. Right, yeah, it's definitely, don't don't get me wrong, Eyepatch, guy named Snake, got it. (laughs) That man has seen Cobra, (laughs) all right? I know, right? Yeah, he's seen it. You name an (laughs) 80s action flick, that motherfucker's watched it. He's watched that, yeah, it's true. He's, he's, He's seen it. You know, your Terminator influences, your RoboCop influences. I mean, yes. they're just plastered all over this oh, yeah. franchise. They even, they even tra- there's even speculated that he was, Kyle Reese was traced off of uh, uh, the Terminator poster for the, for the, for the. Well, look at this it's, thing! It's, it's, yeah, it's like, it looks exactly like Kyle Reese off of the Terminator. Look at him! He looks exactly like it off of that cover. It's nuts. Fucking oh. Michael Bean. I know, right? Doesn't look like Sal Snake at all. No. <laughs> that's, not, that's not, that's not Hater. <laughs> he doesn't even have a mullet! <laughs> But yeah, um, very interesting game. I, I, I love it. Like, it's the, the sad thing about this is that I think that there's a very, very, very good story mm-hmm. for the day yeah. told in Nintendo Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. And that potentially in uh, what I always felt like they were leading up to with MGS5 right. was a remake right, of yeah. Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2 together as one game. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I espoused that opinion many times. Because Keeper Sutherland was going to be Big Boss, and then you had uh, yeah, Hader David Hader as, as Snake. As Snake, that would have been perfect, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, like, I, I I think that there was still a lot of juice left in the tank here, uh, as far as storytelling goes. 
Um, you know, their their use of the codec conversations in this game is really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the they even actually endorsed a couple of fan remakes mm-hmm. uh, for this that fell through. It uh, sounds like one of them, like the big wildly held uh, project uh, from 2014, the reason that that was killed was that uh, they had actually... The developers had uh, incorporated Roy Campbell yeah. into the game, and that Konami saw that as a uh, as a as crossing the line because they were trying too hard to tie this to the Solid series by introducing Roy Campbell here. Yeah. Uh, but odds are that probably never would have came out anyway. Um, I mean, I know that we live in a world where AM2R exists. Yeah, but. 95% of this <laughs> shit never comes out. No, it never comes out. Like, look at uh, uh, Black Mesa. Yeah. That remake of Half-Life 1 that Valve has gone on to support and let them sell right. on uh, fucking Steam. The Zen portion of that game, the whole last half of that game, is still not out. That thing's been out for, like, five years. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, these small development houses of, like, two or three guys, it, 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 you know, good luck. But... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I hate to cut this one off too quick, but I feel like we've really summed it up. The, the big important thing of this is that I would like for you, if you want to experience this game, go refresh yourself mm-hmm. with Metal Gear Solid 1, yeah. and then sit down and play this, and just understand that a decade later, all he did was just say, no, I've got something left for this. Right, yeah. And that spawned so much else after that, you know? Because this thing wasn't exactly, uh, you know, like w- this wasn't a commercial hit for NES by any stretch. I don't um, uh, the Ultra Games uh, brand in the United States was buoyed by uh, yeah. Metal Gear and Snake's Revenge. Yeah, uh, it it did well enough, but not for them to be like, gotta get more Metal Gear. Right. I feel like because this is one of those games. It it's one of those games that like if you know how to play it, it's like. It's really super cool in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, uh, but it's like when you're a kid, if you had this, you'd probably be frustrated most of the time. <laughs> it's, it's like Simon's Quest or like Link to the Past, or not Link to the Past, uh, uh, Adventure of Link, mm-hmm. because they just have those cryptic areas that you're just like, what am I supposed to do? Oh, I had to select the cigarettes and press the red button and then you know, whatever, like this the nonsensical things that you would have to figure out. I I ended up buying Metal Gear for probably the same reason that everybody else that was my age bought Metal Gear. Sure. Um, I had like a $30 gift card to a Babbage's and I thought the box looked badass. Right, yeah. And I bought it. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember playing that game for that entire weekend not getting it and then coming back to it like two years later when I was probably like nine or ten and being like Oh, 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 there we go. Yeah, my, my brother, I think, had a similar experience because we rented games all the time, and I think we rented this one one time. And first day, we were just like, I don't know what to do with this at all. Like, this is weird. And then I, I noticed, like, my brother would play it more because he typically played more video games than me during the time. And he had gotten way farther. So he was figuring the game out as it went along. I don't think he ever rented <laughs> it again after that weekend, though. So that was, like, our experience with Metal Gear. 
on the NES. Uh, it, it's it's definitely one that's worth going back to. I mean, like you yeah. know, through like Metal Gear Solid, uh, Snake Eater, and the HD collection, all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. There's enough ways for you to get your hands on uh, on MSX Metal yeah. Gear. You can also get the cartridge of regular Metal Gear. Like like I said, it looks and sounds and all that other stuff better on the MSX, but it's yeah. not a different game until you get right. to Snake's Revenge. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not a substantially worse experience until you get to Snake's Revenge. <laughs> it's not a complete piece of garbage <laughs> until you get until to you get Snake's, Snake's Revenge. Revenge, which is a piece of garbage. A fucking piece of garbage. Trash! I say. Fuck. I don't think I ever played that one, yeah. uh, but it is pretty I have a copy of it. You're welcome to play I, it. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and play a it. Real let's, shit let's, show. Let's, let's play that shit show. For yeah, let's time. fucking ride down that turd river. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a good one. Uh, some some fun stuff. Uh, I, I love the fact that if you, like, do you know the code fuck me no. in that one? So apparently the code was completely binary, the way they did the passcodes. So certain phrases would just work in certain ways, which is weird. Um, and to input fuck me binarily would put you at the final boss oh, with, Jesus. with no equipment. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, so it's just like oh shit! <laughs> like you're just like there with like no equipment whatsoever. That's the fuck me code. Jesus, which is just great. Like this is like you can you can like do other stuff. It's like I think it's like the F or it's like the, the placement of the F and the M are like really the only thing that matter. But if you type fuck me, it puts you at that point. Jesus, binary code is weird. <laughs> they're just like oh Jesus, I'm fighting big balls, no grenades or anything. That's bad. So, That's terrible. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, th- th- there were different versions of this game. The Commodore 64, I think, had a version as well. Uh, uh, this was ported to most everything. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, now there's, like, uh, 360, PS3, Vita, Virtual Console, right, yeah, PlayStation 2, Mobile stuff. Phone. Oh, uh, man, a Virtual Console, this thing. That's crazy. Yeah, there was a big dead period there. It's like, you know, after, like, the <laughs> MSX and the NES... You have this big dead period, and then, like, once Metal Gear Solid comes out, it's like, uh, every platform's like, I gotta get in on that action. I gotta get that, yeah. Where does this one take place in the timeline? This is the fourth game? Fifth in the timeline, I want to say? Third. Third game, third game. Because the Snake Eater comes before it. Three, five, five, one, two, solid. Yeah. Two, four... (laughs) And portable ops for the uh, for yeah. those of you who care. No, uh, yeah. uh, Peace Walker. Peace Walker. Yeah, takes place after <laughs> three. Right before five. Five. Jesus. Jesus Christ. And then you got Revengeance all the way at the end. So yeah. Like... And then Acid and Acid Two take place in a different reality. And portable ops. <laughs> I they think. got different realities in this. Well, it's non-canonical. Oh, okay, non-canonical. It's also, like, weirdly anime-cell-shaded and shit. Okay. That's a weird thing. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, but... Is your laptop Uh, good? No, No, we're fine. We're good. (laughs) It's going. Uh, It's not a bright screen. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a darker screen. But the, uh... Yeah, the... The franchise... It's a weird one, uh, you know, one that... One that's interesting, and we're gonna get games now from Konami... Without Kojima's input whatsoever. Is that the first time we've really gotten, like, a canon game without Kojima having input on anything? Because we've got that one coming out that's like a survival... What, Revengeance? No, uh, the the survival game where it's like a bunch of crystal heads. No, Revengeance wasn't yeah. Kojima. Oh, that wasn't Kojima. He, uh, he, 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 developed the, yeah, he came right. up with the idea. The idea. He was like, you cut stuff and you take stuff. That was like it. And, and I, I'm sure he oversaw the story... Yeah. 
Sure. Uh, but he was not directing that game. No. Well, no, he okay. was originally, and yeah. then he just threw it at Platinum yeah. and said, like, I can't make games like this, and then they made right. that game. Yeah. Well, they, I, I feel like they took heed on the cinematics pretty well for the Kojima style. Yeah, they obviously played those. Acetry. <laughs> like, just complete. That shit is bananas. Like, it's the greatest shit in the world. It's like, it's like Bond turned up to 80. Like, it's just... So crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, Metal Gear uh, for the NES. It's a weird little gem out there that people uh, probably hated when they were kids, probably rightfully so, because a kid can't figure that crap out. Uh, you're uh, smart <laughs> enough to play it now. Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, nowadays, like, it, it's just like kind of Simon's Quest and uh, Adventure of Link. Simon's Quest is still so fucking asinine. It's, it's asinine, because here's the problem. The problem with Simon's Quest is... Is that it's literally... Stand here and duck for ten seconds. Yeah, not even those parts. Just the, the fact that to advance forward, rather than just killing enemies that are impeding your way to the forward progression of the game, you have to farm hearts to buy shit to advance forward in the game. So it's just artificially long, and it's just nonsense. So like, even when you get rid of all that stuff... That, that game just has a lot of problems because it took the same formula and put it in a different type of platform and it doesn't work. There's no reason that your whip should have a delay because the whole point is you need to dispatch enemies quickly so you can gain stuff. That's why Symphony of the Night worked better. Symphony of the Night? Yeah, Symphony of the Night worked better because all the attacks were fast and flashy. It was a Metroidvania game. You're going around. So Simon's Quest, but you still have a stupid jump arc that you're collect that you're married to and it doesn't feel like an action game so that's why Simon's Quest doesn't fucking work I came here to whip skeletons and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of gum okay I know we said it was low hanging fruit but I did see a good one which was uh, we're United Airlines we came here to we came here to give out seats and kick ass and we're hot that was pretty good well that's gonna do it for this week that's it for this one United Airlines joke Pulling it out. Uh, Haas, uh, you got any ideas for next week? Or are you going to surprise people? We're on, um, we're on a good roll here, though. But let's uh, we can probably surprise some people for it. Right? But uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. We're uh, still getting good listens. Appreciate it, guys. It's yeah, thanks for tuning time. in. Yeah, yeah, getting a lot of back-issue uh, tune-ins for some reason. I... I wouldn't go past that 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 episode forty though. Just yeah, if you see an episode, see the episode where we talk about the game one. Yeah, that's the one to start that's from. That's the good one, that's, and move forward. Move forward. After that. Forget all the rest of it. Just don't worry about any of that. At stuff. some point, I might want to delete those from our stream. <laughs> nah, we'll leave them up. Just because then we'll be deleting where you yell Eric for not getting to space, and ooh, <laughs> that, that was worth we want to preserve that. <laughs> that's something. You never made it. To space. You never made it to space. You were in the upper atmosphere. <laughs> Oh, boy. It's a good time. But anyway, uh, but yeah, go back with our old episodes. Appreciate it. Uh, this has been the Video Destruct Podcast on VideoDestruct.com. You can check us on Facebook at Video Destruct and on Twitter at Video Destruct. And also, follow me on Twitter at Haas underscore buddy. I talk to wrestlers. And, All the time. Uh, constantly. It's weird. Uh, we need to get some wrestlers on this show. Uh, <laughs> I do want to say something. I know he's not going to be listening to this, okay. uh, but I want to send out some sincere, uh, you know, heartfelt uh, love to Rip Rogers. Yes. Uh, less than a couple of weeks ago, uh, his uh, dad passed away. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's he's a better man than us. Yeah. Uh, you know, it sounds like he Ooh. was very loved, and yeah. uh, Rip is uh, being very strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm sure that if everybody. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought a positive thought about him. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure he'd yeah. greatly appreciate he, it. He'd, he'd be good for that. So yeah, uh, man, that's uh, you know, Ooh. if if the world works the way that it's supposed to, right? That's how this is that's supposed. How, that's to how happen. it's supposed to go. You never want to bury your son. It's terrible. Uh, that would be an awful thing. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's it, guys, for this episode. We'll see you next week. We're out of time. Woo! We gotta go. <laughs>